and welcome to Blogs from Beyond and today we are going to be discussing homelessness and not only are we talking homelessness we've got in the studio today with us a number of people that have not just been homeless but actually start to support other homeless people so we've got myself and we've got Glenn um, and we're going to be sort of firing questions about uh, what is the homeless situation like um, what can we do about it how can we support etc etc and we're going to try and, and get some of those myths blown out of the water about what it's like to be homeless so welcoming to the the show first and foremost uh, my co-producer and uh, presenter um, Glenn how's it going my friend hello yeah going good thank you excellent Nigel. excellent you had a good week uh, yes it's been a interesting week a challenging week but a good week nonetheless excellent so question for you straight away what do you think about homelessness I think um, and having not had any direct experience of it other than chatting to these guys um that it's well i think it's a big problem you see it everybody can see that while, mm. while you're out and about um it's something that scares me to be yeah. honest because i haven't experienced it which in a way kind of that unknown can make things so much worse can't it absolutely um and yeah genuinely feel like compassion for anybody that has to go through that because it must be absolutely horrendous i know even just being out even just being out when it's cold and maybe not wearing enough layers and being like, God, I'm cold, I can't mm. wait to get home and have a cup yeah, of tea yeah, yeah. and warm up. And just thinking that if you didn't have that option, to me, is just, yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. I think there's a lot of, you know, I was talking to somebody some time ago and they were saying, you know, we're all one paycheck away mm. from being homeless. Yeah, I've heard that and, as well, and, yeah. You know, and, and over the pandemic, you know, um, for the last couple of years, you know, we've seen a fluctuation of, 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 of people becoming homeless and then, you know, getting that reduced. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to explore this in as great a detail as we can. And in the studio with us today, with Blogs From Beyond, we've got people here from Emmaus. So welcome, and how are you guys? All right, thank you, Glenn. Nigel, how you all doing? <laughs> <laughs> Looking at me and saying, Glenn, That's I'm not confusing. Glenn, this is Glenn. <laughs> Sorry, TJ, go on, how afternoon, are you? Afternoon, Nigel, afternoon, Glenn. Afternoon, afternoon. so you guys, you, you work with Emmaus, and you support homeless people. So first question I'm going to give to you, TJ, <clears throat> what is the situation with homelessness here in Northampton? First and foremost, um, we see it every time that we come out onto the streets. Um, obviously, during the pandemic, like you were saying earlier, pretty much everybody was housed. Mm. And f suddenly we're seeing people back on the streets. So I couldn't tell you exactly what's going on there. But all I know is something is not right. Something is not working, whether it's because these people, you know, it's... It, the COVID is all done now, or these people have not paid their rent or what, but it, it, it looks like there's actually more people on the streets than that there was the last time we was out here during the COVID. Um, this is what we're trying to do at Emmaus. You know, if anybody has fallen through the cracks, um, people can come in, have an induction. They can stay for at least a week or so, mm -hmm. try it out and see what happens. But um, I think Christian knows more about the homelessness issue as to what's happening at the moment and all that. So I'll give you back to Christian. Excellent. Christian, so give us a little bit of a, a, an overview of, and I know we're talking here particularly about Northamptonshire because we're here, but, you know, the, the, the whole concept of homelessness, in some respect, 
it actually seems ridiculous, doesn't it? That like, you know, particularly here in the UK, you know, where we, we, we're one of these developed countries, we've, we've got so many systems in place to, to catch people that fall through the cracks. But increasing numbers of people are being seen on the street with no home to, to call their own and, and no support mechanism. So from your point of view, um, what is the homeless situation like at the moment here in Northamptonshire? The thing is, <coughs> during um, COVID, the all-in um, that the government put in place um, was um, opening up hotels um, to get everyone off the streets. Okay. But what you don't know, there's rules and regulations within these hotels if you don't abide by the rules, which if you're, say, seasoned homelessness with addictions, mm -hmm. you know, once you break them rules, you're back on you're the back street. Out. Um, mm -hmm. Especially like leading up to the COVID crisis, a lot of the services in Northampton closed. Right. And there wasn't anything else. Um, so that's what I saw during COVID. Um, there's people that just live on the streets and they don't want to be in four walls, within four walls anxiety levels go up they struggle they can't live day to day so they go back on the streets so i saw people offered accommodation but just being in these rooms for like one two days and then going back on the streets and being homeless and then obviously once you've chosen that route they will not give you any more help of course that's what i've seen because i yeah. suppose the issue part of the issue is um you know, for homeless people, a lot of the way to uh, get get money is to sit on the street and for people to, you know, from the good good nature of people to, to support those homeless people. Mm. I suppose but that obviously that was reduced. That's with COVID reduced with COVID because people, COVID people out. aren't out. Yeah. But then if you also, if you're then put in a hotel and be like, you stay here because you're not allowed out because it's illegal to be out on the street, then you've lost actually any of that income. I mean, were they yeah. supported mm. with food through the hotel? Yeah, yeah. I, I think some of the ones I've heard from other sort of like boroughs and everything like that they were just pretty much like a night shelter right it was um a, you stayed overnight mm -hmm. you were given breakfast then sort of like say from seven o'clock to seven at night or nine at night you were basically on the street uh right so okay so it was a bed for the night it was rather a bed for the a, night just yeah. like a, a winter night shelter kind of I thing see. you know so yeah I wonder if I can throw you, um, you know, it's, it's a bit of a, a controversial question, I suppose, or, or statement, but just coming from a general point of view, um, I think that a lot of people will walk past uh, and see a homeless person that may have an addiction, that may not have the, op uh, the opportunities to have a, a shave or a wash or a shower, you know, they, they may not have a clean clothes on. And I think the assumption that a lot of people make is that these people are not good people? Uh, they are good people. It's um, once you get into that. Um, well, with me, when I spiraled out of control and there's no one there to help me, I couldn't get out of that hole. I was stuck. I was just going through the same things, the same motions every day. Waking up, drinking. Waking up, drinking. Obviously, I was in the woods, so I wasn't sitting on the street corner, so no one was seeing me. But what I tried to do when I become within the mass community was I would go out and basically see homeless people and I would sit down on the path with them yeah. so I'm not standing over them looking yeah, yeah. down at them I would sit down talk to them and just chat and build up a relationship and at this point in time I was doing a suit run in Bedford Bedfordshire okay. and it's the same here you know just sit chat advise them where we are and see if we can help so 
So you, you've been homeless yourself. Yep. You, you've, you've had that chaoticness within your head. Um, I wonder whether you could just share. So what happened before you became homeless? What was the circumstances in life for you before you were homeless? Uh, yeah, well, lost my parents quite close to each other. Um, yeah, and then basically Christmas came, didn't have my family. Um, couldn't get back to work because obviously I went through the funerals. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just spending money and every day I was drinking. And every morning I thought, or every night I think, right, I'm going to go into work tomorrow. When I woke up in the morning, I went in the right place yeah, to do yeah. that. My place was the newsagents, buy more alcohol. That's my Wednesday, then that was my Thursday, Friday, Saturday, that every day was the same. Wow. So, and I think it wasn't until my body was about to give up, and when my sister found out about Mayus, that all I could do really was choose that path. So you were you were living on you actually weren't living on the streets you were living in in the woods. In, in the woods. Yep. What was that like then? I loved it. Okay. Um, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I know it sounds bad on the radio, but that's I'm really at home with nature. Yeah. You know that's mm. why I like Emmaus in Colton because it's in the country. I like going out on walks on my bike, but I just found it like a big like I was a big kid camping every day yeah um but uh, i could uh, understand uh, the hardships you know because i was drinking yeah of course you know, so, but so how long were you out there for uh two years just nearly two years wow and, and and it's like you know glorious days like we're having here in the uk right now of, of 30 odd degrees yep. and getting hotter which is you know which is okay but then when you actually get to to those periods of time where it's it's autumn and winter that's a completely different kettle of fish. How do you survive on the streets yeah, going it's through not, that? It's not just winter because people always think, oh, winter's hard for homeless people. But I've seen people near to death through dehydration, sunstroke, and that is a major thing. You know, if you have an addiction and you're yeah. drinking in the sun, that is a killer. Just like pneumonia, winter is a killer. Wow. So you've got to remember, yeah. it's all year round. It's all year all round. All year round. Man. It's not just, you know, it's not like a dog for Christmas. You know, homeless people, you see a lot of donations come around winter time because everyone thinks, oh, woolly hats and everything like that. Mm. But you go out now, walk down the shop, and you feel hot. Think of you being a homeless person in that weather all the time, drinking alcohol, dehydrating, you're not taking water. Yeah, yeah. Because you see when we do our rucksack stomp over there tonight, the water will be gone. You know, hydrating, hydrating, hydrating. That's the most important thing. Yeah, so, uh, and I want to come on to Emmaus in, 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 a, in a minute, but um, the, rook stomp, the rucksack stomp, I nearly got it wrong there. So the rucksack, I won't say it again, the, the rucksack stomp. stomp. What is the rucksack stomp? It started off in um, 2017. Um, me, Steve, a few other guys, Chloe, our support work manager, um, she was um, from this area, and we'd, we was doing Bedford at the time, we decided to do Northampton, um, we came out with rucksacks, trolleys, mm-hmm. went around wasteland, cemeteries, just or ab- up Abingdon Street, where they were basically, con- you know, being around sort of like KFC up there. And we was just basically bringing what you see where we are now, mm-hmm. it's All Saints Church, we was taking them around the streets. The numbers increased, increased, increased. So we ended up setting up a table originally outside the front of All Saints Church. Mm-hmm. Then we was like politely moved on by the people who run the so-called establishment um, mm. so we moved up the side you know okay. by, the, by the courts 
because we, you know we we walk past there most Wednesdays, um, and, and and we saw you see we see you there with with quite a lot of guys around you that that are, that are on the streets, and and you provide a variety of things for them. I think you know the drinks and food and sandwiches, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. One of the biggest things that I've picked up there, and, and we've been there a few times now, mm. haven't we? And it's it's like you're very welcome. You know, it's it's again. I'm trying to sort of get over to 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 our listeners that you know um, because we find ourselves in certain circumstances like being homeless, and that perception in our heads when we just sort of take that instant um, photo in our mind of what this person and this individual looks like, it really is not the case. You know, say we've been across on so many occasions. You always make us welcome. Some of the guys I remember last week there was somebody giving us an impression of. Um, Stephen Hawkins, yeah. you know, and, and it was funny. Yeah. It was funny, and he was, you know, what a great character. And the, all of these different characters come out. Mm. So, anytime that anybody is homeless, or if you know somebody that is homeless in Northampton, where can they get the support from you with the rucksack stump? Uh, just tell them to come down six o'clock Wednesday, just to the right of All Saints Church. Um, we're ex-homeless people, you know, so we don't preach to you. We speak to you, we listen, we've been there, you know, we've got the T-shirt. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a while for them to gain our trust because mm-hmm. obviously they do all that and, the, you know, councils and outreach that have probably let them down over the years mm-hmm. or, you know, other people. But if they come to us and explain their situation, we can advise them whether Emmaus is a place wow. for them. We bring out a folder, I'll show you it later on, and it's basically got photographs of our big charity village. Okay. So you'll be able to see firsthand yourself yeah, what we're all yeah. about. And that's what we try and show people. It's difficult because when people are reliant on drugs and heavily reliant on alcohol, we really can't support them at Emmaus because we're a working community. So well, I'll tell you what, that really does run smoothly into you know Emmaus. We've, we've mentioned Emmaus a number of times. I know you've been on the radio show uh, previous to this and you talked about Emmaus, but... Just explain, what is Emmaus? It's a, a homeless charity. It's um, three houses, um, probably about 14, 16, and 14 rooms in three blocks. Uh, there's a massive home store, which is a furniture store, probably about the size of half a football pitch. You've got a restaurant, bistro, bric-a-brac, which sells all kitchen appliances and plates, vinyl. So if you're an avid collector of vinyl, a DJ, okay. and you want to go back to the old school vinyl, we sell all of that. Um, clothing boutique, vintage clothing. Um, we have an upcycling area. We have scrap, um, all sorts. We've got a gym there. Um, we've got all sorts of training that can be done there. So it's one of these things that, if you're not too sure, what we're trying to put in place is come and spend a week with us. If we can get that right with the, the staff at Emmaus, not just one day induction kind of thing. I think it will take a week for someone mm-hmm. just to spend that, spend it overnight, see what the rural country is like from going from a town or city yeah. to rural area, yeah. and just see what it's like to work and see how they feel at the end of that week. Then they can make that decision if that, that place is right for them. I think that's what we need to put in place. Okay. Because I don't think people can learn so much from just a few hours no, in one no, day. No, that's right. There's some really that good people there. There's some really good professional people, you know, that have been in good jobs, big jobs, you know, professional jobs, yep. had houses, have got family, hit hard times. 
it's 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 amazing really i think we were <laughs> saying earlier on it's it's for, for a lot of us it is you one paycheck away from being homeless everybody mm. kind of you know and i think covid uh, brought everything on board and we're still uh, sort of having the, the the sort of impacts from that now uh, the increase in, in energy and petrol etc etc mm. you know and, and i think that it is true that you know when we're living on that bread line if you if all of a sudden for whatever reason you know like covid comes along and you, 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 you're finished or you know your, your job goes or you made redundant how do you survive but TJ, I just want to talk to you if that's okay, because you you came to Emmaus because you were homeless yourself. Yes, I was. So just before you tell me about your experience with with Emmaus, so what what happened to you uh, for to become homeless? <laughs> it is a long story. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it, it was uh, due to a relationship breakdown. Okay. Uh, things didn't work out. Um, two kids. Um, I was working. I'm actually a very good plaster. I'm a general builder by trade. Okay. And I've actually uh, <coughs> made use of my skills at the mayor's. Um, due to that, I mean, I can honestly say this is going to sound far-fetched, or when I say this, a lot of people are going to think, oh, really? I was actually helped by the police. Okay. Because on the streets, and when you are an addict, the last people that you want to see is authority, especially the police. Funny enough, the police paid for me. This was right here. This is how I ended up in Northampton during the COVID. Police paid for me for a week in hotel, and I'm still in touch with these three. I would not mention their names, but I want to send a special shout out to Warwickshire Police, MIU, for everything that they've done. If it wasn't because of them, I wouldn't be here. I would not have met Christian. I would not have ended up in the mayor's. And two years later, here we are. My mind is straight. And it's been three years now since I've been clean. So anyway, um, on the streets, there is a stigma, as you say now, one paycheck away from being homeless. Anyone can be homeless. Yeah, yeah. But it's the stigma that's attached to drugs. If only we could have like a few minutes talking to the people on the streets, like what we do when we're giving them food there, you would know a great deal about these people. They are human like us. Mm. And um, also, if we could help these people with the partner agencies it's not just about addiction there's mental health involved which is what we also are trying to do at mm -hmm. the mayors uh, we have something in place where we refer people that come with problems to our partner agencies where they can get help through alcohol or drug addiction and things like that um, we're trying to have the same thing at the mayors and i think it's going to happen eventually uh, there's two of us at the mayor's now, and I think the numbers are going to grow, um, who are part of communities-led initiative. They are here, then Bedford, then Milton Keynes, uh, where you actually train to become a mentor. And <laughs> I've done that, and I'm on my way to actually understand the psychology of it all mm. so that I can help others. Because it is, you know, uh, and, and again, I, I think that we shared this when you came onto the radio show. I've been homeless myself and lived on the streets for, for a little over two years. 
Uh, and it is difficult. It is difficult because I think the most difficult thing is, is your mindset. It's Very the true. way that you think. And it's not even just from your own thoughts. It's about the, the, the reaction that you get from other people. Very true. And then what we do find, uh, quite rightly, what we actually attract is what we put out. So we actually find ourselves then with, with a whole load of people together having the same sort of oppression you know, from society and having to just sort of congregate together and try and survive together. So tell me about you, you know, you with, with the, the, the great fortune of, of the police, which I'll tell you what, thank you for saying that. You know, we've got a chief inspector coming on to the show wow. from that area. So you may know him, um, but um, <laughs> he's coming on the show because of changing the perception of what yes, the police do. Very true. But coming back to Emmaus, so you turn up at Emmaus. What was your first impression when you got there? I needed somewhere where I could feel safe. I mean, they could only do so much because of red tape and this and that. They couldn't have paid for me for the next three, four, five months. They did their best and I'm forever thankful because of that. But when I got to Emmaus, I found myself in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I have to be <laughs> honest, and there wasn't much happening at the time. Um, I was overwhelmed, first and foremost. I had my own room sweet and I could not believe it wow. it was just like really is this me yeah, yeah. coming from the streets I've got photos I've, I think I've said this to you when I was asleep at the back of this building outside that sh the uh, the church on that night when I met Christian and and the the timing of it all when they got me in so quick otherwise I would have gone back to Warwick said this is what the police said no please TJ don't come back to Warwick yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's take you somewhere else and we can work it out from there. Let's mm. refer you to our partner agencies. Because of this and that, they couldn't. Luckily, I bumped into Christian. Anyway, I ended up in that room. Everything was all new to me. But uh, I knew I was in a safe place. And that's, I think that is, it's got to be one of the biggest emotions that you need to feel and you don't feel when you're homeless, no. is feeling safe. Yes, you know, very I, much so. I understand when, when Christian was talking about, you know, moving out of the city and living, you know, in the woods. Yeah. Because, uh, again, it feels at least a little bit safer than, 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 than sleeping on in, in the, the middle of the town somewhere. Very true. I think Christian was a bit of a loner there. I couldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> I stayed in town. You know, you form uh, communities. It's a totally different community. You know, people on drugs, they tend to hang around together. Yes. But there's a lot of violence that also goes with that. Right. It's survival of, of the fittest. One slip up you are fighting with someone so it's not oh. very safe but that um togetherness sort of makes you feel a little bit safer even though deep down inside you know i am not safe here mm. you are looking for your next fix you're wondering where you're gonna spend the night who's gonna look after you i need some money end up there selling big issue <sighs> it, it, it's it's a harsh and tough life, isn't it? It is not easy. Yeah, Especially yeah. Especially when you wake up in the morning and your body is telling you you need this and you need that. To be honest with you, Nigel, I never thought I was going to walk away from addiction. But um, And did you say this is three years? Three years now I'm clean. Wow. And how does, you know, just saying it now, <laughs> how does that feel just to be able to say that? And actually it within is, in the podcast, everyone's it, listening. It's amazing. It gets easier every 
day. Wow. And waking up, feeling and looking yourself in the mirror. You know, I, I do like myself. I like my clothes. I'm working in the right environment, you know. I go to the gym. I do a bit of boxing and martial arts and all that. All that I had shelved it. Wow. You know, everything. I was in a dark place and I didn't want to go back and open that door because it was too dark to go in there. Mentally, physically, I'm totally transformed. It, it's, it's quite surprising. It? We, we always talk about heroes, you know, and we all need a hero in our life. And, you know, and not all heroes wear a cape. And, you know, we talk <laughs> about you two guys, you know, mm. that, that you are heroes because you go out there and you are the difference that is required. And I think that's what it is that, w- that we need to be looking at. So from an Ema- from Emmaus point of view, mm-hmm. um, how can people support Emmaus? Because I also know that like there's always this sort of concept of when there is somebody on the street, do you give them money or do you give them this? Or And lots of people are uncertain because lots of people would say, well, they're going to go and spend it on this, that and the other. But if they wanted to support, if any of our listeners wanted to support Emmaus, how can they do that? You can come to our shops. There is so much that we do there. There's so much, you know, recycling, upcycling. There's so much that you can actually buy from the shop. And you can also make donations to come go towards the uh, Emmaus community. But there's so much that you can get out of Emmaus. I mean, going back to um, the people on the streets and how people see these people, I, I don't see anything wrong with giving a quid to someone on the streets. Mm-hmm. Believe me, it makes all the difference at that time. Okay, so you're just talking one pound. One pound. And one pound can be, it can all make a huge difference. It makes a huge difference, because mm. if I am feeling really bad and suicidal because I haven't had my hit, you give me that pound, because that's all that I have, that I need, it's gonna make a difference. Mm. It'll mm. make me feel good for the next couple of hours. Whatever happens after that, you it doesn't matter. The cycle starts again. Yeah, yeah. But let's not worry about what the people are going to use for that money. Yeah. If anything, mm. see if you can help them. Point the right direction. Have a stop. Talk to them. Why are you here? Is there anything that you want me to do for you? What can I do for you? That's where we should be coming from. I think that's so important. And like I keep seeing, um, and it upset me a bit, to be honest. In and around Northampton, there's some certain establishments that have signs in the window that say don't give money to the homeless. And it really annoys me because Mm. I I, I get what, I mean, no, I don't. I don't get what they're saying. I I kind of can see the line that they've taken. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't agree with it at all. I know there's other charities and charities out there that are established that you, that support, you know, you've got Shelter and you've got all these other ones and, and great charities like yourselves. And I do get that sometimes you can have charities where you, they get too big perhaps and they then have these lines of hierarchy within it and, and structures that you mm-hmm. see in big businesses and they almost become bureaucratic and they lose, not necessarily yes. lose the vision, but they just become about money. fatty don't they exactly. and, and, yeah, and the money and you have yeah. then people and they say okay well we need to get the best result we need a sales guide mm-hmm. on 30 grand mm-hmm. a year to go out and get donations and you're moving away from that use that money being used at the point in where it's needed very true and and that i think is 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 sad and i see it i didn't i don't think it happens intentionally it's just these things grow and grow and grow it happens but i think it needs to happen from all sides in that you need to you know if, if you feel more comfortable having a monthly direct debit to a company like that then fine if but actually giving on the street where it matters like you say 50p a pound and and look if if that person's got 
an issue and an addiction, you're not going to solve that overnight. No, and unless no. you're giving them a place like Emmaus to go to, and they're ready, like you were saying earlier, some people aren't ready no. to say, look, this looks like a, you know, look almost fantastic. It looks amazing. Yes. But they have to make that commitment that and they themselves. have to be ready to make that decision. Don't they? It and comes from within, yeah. uh, Glenn. It comes from within. You have to be ready to make that choice, that change. Mm. However, you can be helped. You yeah. can be encouraged. This is what we are trying to do. Yeah. But coming out here, we are talking to different people and we are telling them what we are about to gain that trust. Mm. And honestly, and <laughs> there's been a few people that have come there we, we didn't ever think they would ever speak. Yeah. But two, three, four weeks later, they, they're talking to Hank. Can you believe that? This mm-hmm. is the same guy. I didn't think he had a voice. Yeah. But we've gained that trust yeah. and we're starting but to But you guys, are, you know, it's quite clear to see that you guys are so genuine, you know, like, and 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 that people help support in Emmaus. It is like on, on the ground. It's the same as some giving somebody some money on the street. Mm. You guys have created a community that helps people directly. And you can see that if you're giving money to that, it's just it's it's getting fed straight into the course. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's 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 for me, um, and and again, the reason that that, that we're wanting to support Emmaus and, and sort of share the good work that you do, because I, I don't think that homelessness is going to go away. No. Um, you know, and I think we were just talking about service providers and and if we could all work together, but that sometimes doesn't happen. You know. Um, I wanted to say uh, thank you very, very much for, for coming in and, and, and sharing with us the concepts of homelessness, what it is that we can do. And I know that um, we, we can sort of get people involved with you. So if you know somebody that's homeless, if you know somebody that is in need of support, again, Christian, where do they come to, my friend? On a, on a, it's on a, a Wednesday evening, is that Wednesday right? Wednesday evening, 6 o'clock. Um, we're to the right of All Saints Church. Um, by the courts, so um, you'll see us set up, you'll see a group of people around us, come and have a chat, we can give you a leaflet, you can mull over it, and then we can, well basically if you really want it, come and see us the following week, tell us that you're really positive about the move, and we see where we can go from there. And and again, if if, if general public are walking past and, and they want to come and, and sort of support, they're also happy, you know, you're happy for them to come up and say hello to you guys? Yeah, we've got a lovely uh, lady called Anne Stevens. I met her many, many years ago. Um, she used to work in the services quite a long time. She comes every fortnight and just chats with the homeless people because they all know her like a mum or a yeah. nan, sorry. <laughs> oh, she won't like me saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but she comes down and brings her like, just sweets and sugary yeah. things because when you have an addiction of alcohol or drugs you need sugar mm. um just you know to replace that sugar and you'll see chocolate bars and they have sugary drinks and everything like that so if you want we have people wandering past even the police they come up to us they chat um yeah. they have a job to do because obviously every now and again they'll show us a missing person yeah. on their phone we may be able to help um mm. but yeah they always give us a good nod and we have a few traffic wardens that will uh, <laughs> be really nice to us, and there's a few traffic wardens that need to go in the bin. Right, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, no, everyone sort of like stops by, and um, you can have a drink, you don't have to be homeless. Just yeah. stop by, have a chat, get to know what we're about, and you can spread the word. And I think that is really important, because ultimately, it is about feeling, and I know we were talking about when we are homeless, 
you know, feeling safe is the important thing. But also for, for people that have not had this experience or not got involved with you yet, they may be slightly nervous to, to, to come along and say hello. So it's great to hear that. And I know what you two guys are like because we've watched you and seen you do it. You don't just stand back. No, no. You actually come forward. And I think that's what it is that we're all trying to do here. We're all trying to pay it forward and take it back when we need it. Gents, I want to say thank you so, yeah, so much you. for coming and sharing your story. Um, I, I think it's, it's been phenom phenomenal to hear all this stuff, Glenn, hasn't it? And Absolutely. It's, you know, I'm we are going to continue, not sure. just on our blogs from beyond, but also from the reality chat, the radio show. We're going to continually to be shouting out about you. And if there's anything that you want uh, you know, for us to share, don't hesitate to, to sort of give us a shout, and we will definitely do that. A quick one, uh, Nigel. We are looking for more companions. If you want to come and try it out, please do come over. Come and see us on a Wednesday. Let's have a chat and let's get you into a mayor's. What's, what, what's a companion, TJ? Uh, we are called companions. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the guy you know, that work within the mayor's enterprise, we are called companions. Uh, this is something that ABPA started ages ago. And it's sort of stuck, so that's mm. what we are, compañeros. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. So, um, so yeah. So if anybody wants to come and give it a try, you might be on a script. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. If you're ready to give up drugs and alcohol, Emails is the place to come. We will support you as much as we can. If we can't, we can always refer you to our partner agencies. Mm. Please, you're all welcome. Uh, you know, I, we're running out of time rapidly, but there was one last question that I wanted to ask because I know that there are lots and lots of organizations out there that will be listening to this and saying, we want to help. And whether that is from, a, you know, a corporate social responsibility point of view, whether that's from an individual's point of view, um, how can they get in touch with you to be able to sort of come along? Because it's not just the companions that we're, we're looking for here. It's, it's looking for that, that, that support with yes. materials and finances and, and skills, et cetera, et cetera. So I've got a telephone number here, and, and I'm assuming... Oh, I did have a telephone number there. Oh, I've got it still there. Um, it's 01234 728 826. Is that right? It is, isn't it? 01234-720-826. And what we're going to shout out here to is a huge shout out to Emmaus. Gents, thank you so, so much. Any lasting words that you'd like to shout out to people? Um, if, when anyone hears this podcast, um, if anyone wants to bring any donations to us on the Wednesday, you know, water, sunscreen, um, wide-brimmed hats, anything like that, um, mm -hmm. pastors and that, we'll gladly be able to give it out to the people who need it. Wow. Brilliant. Basically, come for a chat. We don't bite. We yeah. actually yeah. nice people. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be surprised. They don't bite. We have a lot in common. Yeah. Well, guys, again, thank you very much. Um, fantastic. You know, it has been fantastic. And, you know, uh, please, I hope you've enjoyed Blogs from Beyond. Um, I hope you've enjoyed what we've been talking about today. If you're out there and you want to get involved with Blogs from Beyond, don't hesitate to get in touch. And we will sort of get you in the show and we will share what it is that you're up to. But until next time. We'll see you again soon. See you soon. Thank bye you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. bye.